And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 217, aka season 3, episode 37, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And here's some caller numbers, because why the hell not at this point? 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, what is going on with you this week, MC? Oh, not much. Just woke up. <laughs> well, welcome to... that's the. This is the hardest thing about doing the show from such a, a grand distance. Uh, we never really change the, the time that we record the show. Uh, but it, I've been up for like hours now. I, I had breakfast. I had lunch. We did some fucking furniture shopping for Memorial Day weekend. Um, and it's like, all right, time to do the show. It's like, still asleep. <laughs> all good, though. Um, but it also means like I'm not I'm not coming. Like I used to come up groggy as well, right? Like rolling out of bed, open my eyes, going like, maybe I should drink some juice or something before we get started. And not anymore. Now it's like, you know the end of my day almost uh, because of the time zone difference. But like I said, all good. Um, welcome to life. Welcome to, you know, the day as it were, uh, bright eyed and shiny faced or whatever it is. Um, but I'm excited because, you know, we, we're going to go do some, uh, was it an escape room after this? So, which is, <laughs> which is why we're trying to bang this sucker out as quick as possible. Uh, the only thing that I have, the only, I, I said, uh, intellectual discussion, um, that I had this week uh, revolved around the idea of negative versus positive rights, um, and it's kind of a it's kind of a carryover, I guess, in a way, uh, from the way too long discussion that we had last week, um, and the discussion that's been like permeating the news cycle still. With uh, you know, that, and for those who don't tune in regularly, that's the uh, the abortion debate. Um, and again, I'm not going to, I don't think we're going to rehash that here, maybe a little bit, but hopefully not. Um, but more states adding to that list of, um, you know, banning abortions in some form or factor around the country. Um, uh, maybe one thing we'll get into if I can pull it up while we're talking here is, uh, for the first time ever, right? This, this is how divisive the issue is. Um, uh, you know, I, I post the show in a number of places and, you know, usually the, the comments that I get on is, is stop pretending to be an anarchist. You know, stop. You guys aren't the real deal. And like, eh, whatever, piss off, um, commies. Um, but this one, <laughs> for the first time ever uh, that I can recall on uh, like the WordPress blog uh, that I used to post the site, finally someone commented uh, on that. So if we, you know, if, it, if I can find it, we'll talk about it. If not, screw it. Yeah, moving on. Um, but the reason the uh, the debate came up was because um, there's people on the left that are furious uh, about the abortion debate and where they're coming down on it is, um, you know, the the not my not not my not your body, not your rights. And don't tell me how to, you know, do what don't tell me what I can and cannot do with my body uh, and then proceeded to go on to uh, say that a bunch of positive rights. Right. The. The, the right to birth control, the right to health care, um, the, right, the, the right to welfare after the baby's born type of thing um, is somehow uh, correlated with, with that. Um, and also, you know, the comparison that they made was um, the 2A people, right? The, 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 the people saying, like, we have a natural right to self-defense and to arm ourselves and to protect our families and to own guns. Um, 
somehow go hand in hand. Like you can't, you can't ask for negative rights, um, without asking for positive rights or some, some weird nonsense like that. So that's the debate that I got into. Um, and so, you know, we talked about it, you know, very briefly, uh, before we hit the record button here. So I'll briefly go over my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, of negative versus positive rights, because coming, when it comes to those people on the left, um, it's like they don't have they either don't have an understanding of this concept or they voluntarily, they remain voluntarily ignorant to the concept um, and therefore are not able to look at their arguments uh, objectively. Um, when, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, well, but it, um, go ahead. No, but th- what it comes down to is everything they, everything they want is good and everything they don't want is bad. And, and they, they use the same argument against capitalism, which everything... It, Everything they don't like is capitalism's fault, and everything they want is, you know, I guess, good. <laughs> True, um, but and but again, they remain, like I said, voluntarily ignorant to this. So they're 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 never going to understand, right? There, there's never going to be a mutual understanding in dealing with um, the other side of things, or you know, from from this show's perspective, the anarchist uh, perspective, the anarchist experience side of things. Um, where you don't you don't impose uh, burdens on people to provide for the positive rights of one subgroup, right? So the 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 difference in my mind, the best way for me to explain it is, uh, negative rights are those rights which you know you are which you can defend and can be maintained um, without infringing on the liberties of another person. Right, the right to self-defense, um, you know, to to own property. Right, none of none of these things uh, create a create a, a positive obligation on another group. Whereas, positive rights um, are those things which uh, you could not necessarily do on your own, um, and and but must be granted to you by someone else and provided to by someone else. So the right. To education, the right to healthcare, the right to a living wage, um, those sorts of things, right? You, you absent anybody else, right, in the world, right? If you're like a lone man on an island, um, you would not have a right to those things, and therefore they cannot be considered a right. Um, they are they are provided to by somebody else, and a lot of times uh, a burden to somebody else because someone must provide those to you, right? If you have a right to education, there must be someone there to teach you. Uh, if you have a right to healthcare, there must be someone there, a doctor there to provide it. Uh, and if the doctor doesn't want to provide it, uh, then he has to be forced against his will to provide it. Uh, the right to a living wage, right? There must be an employer willing to employ you at that rate. Uh, with you know, absent that, your rights disappear. Whereas negative rights uh, don't disappear in the absence of others, um, which is why um, you know they're 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 the the negation of force, the negation of obligation um, on anybody else to for you to maintain your rights. Um, and again, for for those individuals on the left who don't want to take the time or just purposefully ignore uh, this distinction. Um, is why they say like, well, you know, the, the, they, they draw the lines, right? You, you have a right to own a gun, but I don't have a right to healthcare. And how is that fair? Right? Well, it's fair because my owning a gun or, you know, be able to protect myself and my family don't create an obligation on anybody else. 
right? You can say, well, it creates an obligation on the gun owner. Yeah, well, then it's, then we just drop the gun from the equation and call it self-defense, right? I can use whatever tools I want to defend myself, um, and I have the right to purchase a gun from anybody willing to sell it. Whereas, you know, in, in your case, you want everyone to pay for your health care, everyone to pay for your education, everyone to pay for your birth control, everyone to pay for, you know, your abortion, which is how it got tied into to last week's episode, um, everyone to pay, you know, for, for things that you like, things that are good, um, right? The, the, the meme going around is um, every, everything that I like is a right and must be paid for and everything I don't like, um, you know, must be banned, basically, right? And that's... It's, 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 it comes mostly from the left, most, most recently from the left again, because of the abortion debate and the, the women's rights and the social justice issues, um, at hand. Uh, and it's just, you know, in, in my opinion, nonsense, um, because it's intellectually dishonest, uh, especially when coming from people who should know better, right? If you're, if you're, you know, if you're any, if you're smart in any way, shape or form, Right. I, uh, uh, I don't, I don't even want to get into the IQ debate. Uh, but if you, you know, if you're, if you've been to school at the most basic and elementary level, um, comprehending this concept shouldn't be particularly difficult. So I assume that when they, they breach those subjects and bring those ideas forward in the manner such as they do, they're just being intellectual dishonest, intellectually dishonest in order to push their agenda. Uh, but they're not willing to look at the, overall issues objectively uh, so that we can all move forward uh, from a state of mutual understanding. MC? Yeah, I don't I don't think they care about <clears throat> whether or not they're uh, being intellectual or not. No, I guarantee they um, don't. They, they, so whether it's really hard to prove whether or not they have the intelligence to figure out what a positive or negative right is. Um, so yeah, they don't. They don't care about. All they care about is what, like I said, what they think is good, um, and that everyone must pay else. for it. Yeah, they want to force everybody else to pay for it, and that's that's pretty much it. And they get they get a lot of support uh, that way, um, political support. So I don't I don't think we're gonna solve that problem. Um, I guess the the only <laughs> real way to solve it is to not pay for it, and we'll do our best. Withhold, yeah, and as always, withhold your tax funding, you know, your your payment to to the state as much as possible. Um, I don't know, Did, is is it worth protesting any other way? I mean, for these particular issues, because th- that's the other problem. They they set up the debate, whereas if you if you align yourself against them, right? Like I align myself against them because they're emotionally dishonest or intellectually dishonest um, and, and emotionally manipulative. Um, so I align myself against them, but then all of a sudden I'm looking, I, I am appear to be the bad guy, right? What's that? You, you know, you don't care about women's issues. You don't care about, uh, children's education and you know, the, the health of your fellow man, right? You don't, you don't take into consideration those things. Um, and you know, <laughs> this, I, I, I remember back in the day, uh, when, when it used to be an extreme position to say, no, you're right. I don't, I just, totally don't i don't care none of my none of my business not my problem not my job not my responsibility if you want it you handle it uh on your own um and yeah and and you know it's it seems somehow that uh that position um 
you know, my, my position, which used to be considered somewhat, uh, ext- extreme, um, you know, is now just, uh, aligned with the right, right? It's not, you know, if, if, if you're not, if you're not down with social justice issues, uh, and the plight of the minorities in the world, um, then, then you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're part of the right, part of the conservative movement, uh, part of those people that just want, you know, the, you know, the, yeah, those people on the right, the alt-right, even in some cases, um, for, for not wanting to support your social programs, right? It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, the, the, uh, like I said, the intellectual honesty of actually having a, a discussion, uh, maybe a debate even on other mechanisms or methodologies of which to accomplish your goal. Just, you know, if, if you can't get behind us, then you don't care about us. Um, and now you're the enemy. And it's like, oh, well, fine. You know, if, if, if I'm the enemy, then fine. Um, but that doesn't make you any less of a moron, I guess, at this point. I mean, if we're not going to have an intellectual discussion, I'll just go back to name calling because that's a whole lot more fun, uh, especially on the internets. <laughs> Seriously, I mean that you know that's a conversation that's that's an actual conversation I had with, um, you know, one of our people, right? Like the 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 anarchists, the libertarians, um, the voluntarists, is you know at some point at some point I stopped caring, right? Like no no amount of uh, logical arguments or intellectual discussions or pointing stuff out to those people are ever going to move them. And I think I may have talked about this. Uh, you know, maybe on the show before I used to have a coworker who was, you know, on the left and she was hardcore on the left, like, you know, liberal to the core. Um, and the only credit that she ever gave me was at, at the time was at least I'm not a Republican or, you know, on the right of things. Right. She said like, at least in talking to me, um, she could understand the logic behind the points that I was making. And I wasn't just, you know, screaming right-sided nonsensicals at her. Uh, but it still never convinced her to move in any direction, right? Like she understood the logic behind it. She could grasp the point of view from which I was coming, uh, excuse me, but never, but never did it sway her in any way to change her views on things, right? It was like, okay, I see your point. And we still must tax the rich um, and make everyone pay for the, you know, good of the children and all the other nonsense that, you know, they spout off. Um, So what's, you know, so at that point, right, like, what's the point? You understand the logic, you understand the reasoning, you you have a grasp of the concepts of which I'm just, of which I'm talking about. uh, And yet you're still not going to move your position in any way because you're too emotionally attached for it. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, fuck it. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to engage, uh, in intellectual discussions. Why would I, why would I, you know, aside from doing this, uh, high class show, uh, why would I waste my time and energy, uh, to, to have that discussion with you, to try to persuade you to a more rational, to more realistic, to a more, uh, you know, I'm going to say win-win type of situation. Um, when you, when your side right now, I know that's group think, but those people on that side, uh, are going to continue to play a game of, you know, win, lose, or lose, lose, uh, at, at the, at the worst of it all, simply because they have such an emotional attachment to their position. They're not willing to step away from the emotional aspect of it and, and grasp the intellectual 
aspect of it and move right at that at that point you know if i'm again if i'm wasting my time doing that i'll just i'll just you know pick up the shit and and throw shit back right why 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 not uh have some fun with it at that point um if we're not going to get anywhere um you know with with the with an intellectual discussion just just you know the let's go back to you know back online let's get on facebook let's troll them um let's post some obscene memes for them uh and you know who cares right they're they're not gonna they're not gonna sway they're not gonna be swayed one way or the other um and so if they're going to be ridiculous uh let's just ridicule them uh as it were thoughts yeah that's what we do anyway but (laughs) well yeah but at one point i didn't right at one point i was like no let's let's discuss this Let's have a reason and rational discussion about these issues and hopefully find some common ground from which we can build, you know, the, the proper way to, to solve these social problems. Um, and no, I get, I get, I get nothing for my efforts. Uh, and so screw it. And I think, yeah, well, yeah. May, may, unless, unless you make your own government, uh, no, <laughs> where Richie Rich is the king. <laughs> well, maybe if that's the case then. <laughs> you was fun to make all the rules so you know the the fun the coolest thing about having um having an abundance of liberty friendly um and anarchistic friends now uh is, is the ease of which they can be trolled um in good fun right good natured right so one um uh, one of the local uh community members here uh, posted something on facebook um uh, and, and again i like video games it's my it's it's my jam um, she posted like a picture of four different video game controllers throughout the year. And, you know, the X button is in a different spot on each controller. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing was, you know, this is why I have such a difficult time um, when the game wants me to push X. Right. Because <laughs> who the hell could find it if you have multiple consoles? Um, <laughs> and so my, I commented on it. Right. It was a little ha ha comment. But I po- I posted, you know, this wouldn't be a problem if, you know, if the state were regulating the the the, con- the video game controller industry. Right. Because there would be a, there would be a set standard. It would be in one place on everything and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and I and I she knows it's in jest. I know that it's in jest, so it's a good, I didn't, I didn't, you know, we didn't have a discussion based around that about how awful the state is, right? We both knew what was going on, but it was fun. It was, it was a fun little nudge, um, in that direction. And I think she, her only, only comment after that was like, ew, I was like, it's like, ew, what the, what the F, right? I'm like, yes, exactly. That's, that's the appropriate response. Um, but still all in, all in good fun, um, uh, because we don't have to have the intellectual discussion. We're all already on the same page, uh, when it comes to that sort of thing. And therefore, you know, can have fun with it. Um, but yeah, but other, otherwise, you know, screw that, you know, like I wouldn't even buy in to that. <laughs> I wouldn't even buy into that response. Uh, if I had, you know, if I had read it elsewhere, that's all I had. That was my little venty vent time. Yeah. Um, so I saw, uh, John Wick. Oh, okay. Uh, you can spoil it if you want to, but I am definitely excited about the new one. You're talking about John Wick three, right? Not. Sure. And I'll okay. try not to spoil it, but uh, okay. a bit, uh, one of the concepts is rules and consequences. They say it about 10 times. Um, that was the big takeaway from number two. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. 
but oh, <laughs> tell us about the movie. Tell us about the movie, MC. <laughs> Rules and consequences. Uh, well, no, I was trying. I was trying to bridge it into some some debates, and I, I guess I could take it. Uh, one of the comments I made this morning was about uh, the the abortion issue. Um, so in so I I equated the uh, you know the the idea of having rules, um, you know, polit- uh, you know, politically driven or otherwise. Um, Basically, if abortion is murder, then uh, and, there's, and there's supposed to be consequences, then uh, would it be a big deal to uh, do a John Wick style and be like, "Well, there was a rule, and you broke the rule, so bullet to your head." Okay. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of extreme, but so is abortion, in my opinion. It's kind of extreme. Some people would uh, disagree with that. Some people say abortion is. <laughs> uh, a natural right that you have, like okay, uh, it's. But to me, it's not. So, um, if if we have the rule that uh, you know, uh, abortion is murder. If if it was to go to that, then, then, you know, would it would it be okay to have a, uh, you know, the ultimate penalty, um, just because you know we have rules, you know, breaking sure. the rules. It, Breaking the rules, no matter how stupid they are, is uh, you know in John in John Wick's universe is punishable by you know many different things. Um, one of them being death. So, um, yeah. What do you what do you say? <laughs> See, okay. So here, man. Okay. So we'll rehash this very very brief, very very briefly. Um, when it comes when it comes to that, my my biggest problem with the with that aspect of the abortion debate um, is the fact that you have to it it's not just it's not just a it's not just a it's not just a simple solution, right? It's not just we have the rules. Um, and well, that's if it, that. if if the solution was a bullet to the head, either the, of the abortionist or the woman who does it herself, then that would be a simple solution. It would be a simple solution, but it 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 begs too many questions. Um, and again, here's why, right? If if who number one, it begs the question: Who sets the rule? Who sets the rule? If the if the if if the if having well, an abortion or performing abortion carries the death penalty, and this, whose and this rule is, is that? And this is why I kind of brought up the John Wick thing, because in in John Wick's universe, mur- murder for hire is legal. Well, it's not legal. It's just it's it's a, it, it it recognizes it as a thing right well everybody knows john wick is murdering people and <laughs> right but not legally he just happens to he happens and, to be in a community of of murderers for hire right which, he's not well known to the general which, public which thousands of people know who he is and i guess i yeah i guess black market I see dealings your, i see your i see your point but i i think at some point in the movie, I'm I'm thinking, okay, everybody in the world knows who John Wick is. Okay, and I think nobody, I would say that's and, a stretch. And nobody and nobody is doing anything about it. <laughs> it would be it would be impossible uh, for for everybody not to know. Like he's he's a legend, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, a local and, legend, right? Um, they, amongst and, contract and they, killers. Well, I know that's what they that's what they try to say, but like at a certain point. You know, three thousand people are dead, and and everybody's you know talking about this guy. And okay, <laughs> it's it's 
they they make it seem like this is all under underground, but to me that 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 part is too too far of a stretch. Literally, okay. everybody everybody who sees him says says hi, John Wick, and everybody calls him the Boogeyman, and everybody knows the story about him. Okay, um, and so it's like so. Where is local law enforcement trying yeah. to catch this yeah, where, guy? Okay, yeah, or the so, FBI or whatever. So it, it's easier for me to just say, well, contract murder is is legal in that universe, and. <laughs> but uh yeah you might be right maybe it's not legal i don't i don't really know but. i don't think well i i i would say based on i'm gonna go back to john wick one uh to, to kind of for this i've only seen one and two i haven't seen the third one yet um there's my understanding of it is yes he's a contract killer right so people who who um individuals who operate on the black market or on the underground of polite society, right? Know who he is because they have either heard of him, um, or have had dealings with him. Um, you know, other contract killers know of him because he's a legend, uh, you know, the, the, the pencil story and all that, um, the hotel that he stays at, right. The, has its own set of rules, um, for occupancy, right. They use their own underground currency, uh, right. The, you know, the gold coins floating around everywhere. So I don't, I, I, I think that the first one did a, I guess in your opinion would be decent setup of establishing that this is an underground universe, right? This, these are things that happen, uh, in society, but that the average everyday Joe does not, um, is not privy to. Right, you, you, we, we, me, and you would not read in the newspapers of the exploits of John Wick. Um, however, on their own little, um, you know, black net, uh, uh, dark web internet, right? You, you, you might find, you know, references to him. Um, the the whole the rules these there's rules and consequences um, is borne out in the second one because in order to carry out his personal vendetta right his his personal revenge plot right he breaks the rules um and then you know and the whole like consequences for those rules being broken is is basically the setup for the third movie like what happens when you break the rules of this particular establishment well you've broken the establishment's rules right of of which you knew ahead of time which agreed upon um, by your presence there Right. Um, and you understand the consequences of that and that, you know, if you break the rules of the hotel, um, you have a contract placed on your head for other assassins to go out and collect, uh, because you know, those, those are the consequences for breaking the rules and f knowing full well that those are the rules of that particular establishment and working in an industry of which they're under, you know, on the underground and in the darkness, you know, the, the black market, I guess, um, there's there's a certain acceptance to the consequences of those rules and again having not seen the third one yet um i would i would expect the you know to be lots of violence of him now defending himself uh, against people who are coming after him um to hold him accountable for breaking the rules um but i still don't you know uh correct me if i'm wrong on that part um, but when, you know, my, my question still remains, you know, going back to the, the, uh, abortion comment is if it's, if the, if abortion is going to carry the death penalty, uh, whose rule is that? That's not, that's not society's rule, 
like you know you you no one's a no no female who's looking to have an abortion is agreeing to that ahead of time in fact they're rallying against it and and i would say you know almost rightfully so um in those states that that are banning it because again um if if not the state who would who would uh you know who would mete out the consequences and whose rule is that and i and again because this is the anarchist experience we have to work under the umbrella of no this is not a state uh this is not a state issue this is you know the 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 aborting of a fetus uh embryo baby 6 weeks 9 weeks 6 months whatever um should not be handled by the state and if you handle it uh in in the absence of the state well then again it gets really really murky um i found the i found the comment so let me let me read this comment and maybe kill two birds with one stone and answer both of you so the comment from you know i i i'm surprised because he actually listened to the listen to the show so thank you front porch anarchist uh, killing babies is okay because there isn't a black market for them. You say that you removed emotion from the equation, but the emotional response you have towards those who oppose abortion says otherwise. Whether or not anti-abortionists want to take care of a baby who is unwanted by the mother has no bearing on the murder is okay debate or is murder okay debate. I don't want to take care of the homeless guy standing on the corner, but I think most humans can see that it is wrong to shoot the guy in the head as uh, approaches your vehicle after you invite him to do so. Once you agree that murder is wrong, there is no logical argument to justify elective abortions. How would abortions be handled absent the state? I wouldn't use the services of a doctor who is an abortionist if there was an option. I'd probably not interact with abortionists. I would encourage people to not kill babies. I certainly not want to form a government that would create laws banning abortion. Okay, so in the comment, he answers it, right? How would abortion be handled absent the state? You have to personally ostracize uh, those people whom you feel are part of that. Right. Uh, wouldn't use an abortionist for a doctor, not interact with abortionists, certainly would not encourage people to kill babies, would not try to form a government that create laws banning abortion. So if you if you say uh, abortion is murder, who handles the punishment? Right. If you're not going to have the state, then how is how is that going to be arbitrated? Right. Who's who's the victim of an abortion? Right. It's the baby. <laughs> Who's acting as an agent of the baby? Like who has, who has a claim to restitutions on the killing uh, of a baby? And if you want to, you know, uh, correlate it to the homeless guy. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to take care of the homeless guy. You don't have to, right? You you can, but killing him, you know, is going to be murder. Yes. Um, but who's going to come to make that claim, Right. Who's going to come at who, who, what next of kin, father, mother, brother, sister, uh, you know, son, daughter is going to come and say, uh, I am owed for the killing of that baby. I am owed, uh, for the killing of that homeless guy. And the answer well, well, is nobody. If the, an- if the answer is nobody, does that mean murdering homeless people is okay? I wouldn't say, okay. I never said, here's the thing. I never said that abortion is okay. Right. I, uh, uh, the morality of it, I fall more in line with you, MC, based on the discussion of last week, where, where we have to, where the emotional response gets removed from that is where, where I'm, what I'm saying now is absent the state who handles it does, it doesn't make it okay, but you can't, there's no, there's no adjudicative process 
for for uh, establishing justice in that instance. It's a non-issue. The the, on, the only person that may have a claim, right, to to an aborted baby is the father who didn't want it aborted, right, and 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 that you could establish, right, that should be um, adjudicated in some way, right, you know, that was my son that that woman killed, or that was my daughter that that woman killed, um, and yeah, maybe maybe you know some uh, some arbitrator would would say that you know. Um, if it was an elective elective abortion and not a medical necessary procedure, um, maybe she owes him something for his loss, right? Maybe who knows, right? May, if you were the arbitrator, you might decide that to be so, right? But someone else may not, right? So you know, form a panel, form a committee, do something um, on that aspect of it because that's the that's the only other person who has some sort of uh, justice claim. Uh, for for the for the aborted thing, baby, child, fetus, whatever you want to call it, the 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 aborted entity, right? That's the only other person. Um, if the father is unaware, right, you know that the the abortion took place um, because it was a one night stand. He just didn't know. Like, there's who cares? Um, yeah, I think I think we're we're definitely talking about two different things. Um, and that's and that's why I brought in the the consequences thing. Um, so even even if there's no uh, nobody to um, uh, make make the claim of of, of a loss um, in the in the event that a, a murder takes place, um, does that mean there should be no consequences? Yeah, I'll say I'll say yeah, because people get away with murder all the time. Right. If there's no evidence, there's there's no way to adjudicate. If if, if you can, if you have a, you know, if you have evidence of an abortion, who's the victim? Right. Who's the victim? Who's who's acting in agency of the victim? Because if the victim is the aborted baby, right? Who's who's taking agency over that? Absent the state. Who who is owed rest restitutions for the murder of that of that victim? That's where that's where it breaks down. So if, so if somebody kills a homeless person that nobody cares about, then there should be no consequences. Sure, not that there should be no consequences. There won't be. There there ought not be, because who, right? the the only The only thing you can say in in the event of killing a homeless man is the murderer could be, um, could be a risk to to the community right mm-hmm. if he's willing to kill a homeless man he could go in fact kill somebody else and as a danger to the community right you are within your right um, to protect yourself against his aggression right and if he's uh, if he's proven to kill and you feel and you're in fear um, that he's going to kill again uh, then by all means kill him first right kill him and then let you know let, let some arbitrator go like no no he he was dangerous we'll allow it right uh, but that doesn't carry over to the abortion debate the abortion debate because a woman who has an abortion is not a danger to the community at large she's she's not um, likely to go on a serial killing spree killing other members of the community <laughs> maybe, maybe it's she's unlikely. a maybe she's a serial abortionist those people exist what are you going to do what are you going to do and who cares well so that gets done. So my my biggest issue is actually a, that abortion clinics exist. 
Okay. Um, be- besides what individuals do. Uh, but it's like, <laughs> like which, wh- who, it's, it's like they're easy targets, uh, abortion clinics, right? They're, yeah, you know, they're absolutely they're, easy they're, targets, but without so, merit. Go on, easy targets. Well, I'm well. I'm just, I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out. Okay. You know, I I said this last week um, that uh, people people would target abortion clinics and and they would justify their position, <laughs> burning down the the clinic because well they're they're murdering babies. So yes, and then you have abortion clinics defending themselves against that what I would consider to be aggressive aggression. Right, they're they're provi- they're providing a murder for hire service uh, between you know uh, between one consenting adult um, and and one baby who no one else has a higher claim to than the adult who's consenting, and they'll defend themselves against you know people trying to burn them down, people protesting, and then you have a violent conflict, right? And if that if that's if that's fine, right? Fine if you want to have a violent conflict. Right then, by all means, right? Because number one, for me, who cares? I'm not hanging out at the abortion clinic. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if protesters uh, and abortion doctors or agents of the abortion doctors get into a firefight. Right? Uh, I think the people protesting the abortion clinic uh, would blink first in that in that encounter. Right? They'd be like, "Well, is my life really worth saving that of a fetus?" Right? Am I am I willing to put my life on the line to protect this unborn human life? Well, if the answer is yes, then please, by all means, you know, line yourself up in front of the firing squad. All right, please go for it. I don't care. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it because you don't. You have no one. Again, aside aside from maybe the the father who the well informed father, no one else has a higher claim uh, on that life um, as it stands than the mother nobody there's nobody else there's there's that's the that's as close to next of kin as you can get absent absent the state right if the state's if the state's going to kill people for doing it uh that's an entirely different thing uh but absent absent state involvement right how would abortion be handled absent the state um it wouldn't that's the that's the thing it 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 would it would devolve into violent conflict every time and i think the abortion clinics would win they're already murdering babies. What do they care if they shoot you on the front lawn <laughs> for interfering with their business? And the other point that I made last week that I don't know if I made it well enough to hammer home, but I'll, I'll do my best to make it again here, um, is if you accept that there is a difference between killing someone and letting someone die, right? Like if the homeless dude on the side of the road is like choking on a chicken bone that someone threw into his coffee right? You have no obligation to save his life and having no obligation to save his life. It's not murder for you to sit back and watch him die. And so my point was in the case of abortion, if you can, if it's okay to let someone die, right? Then, uh, inducing labor, birthing a premature baby and setting it off to the side and letting it die, uh, is acceptable behavior under that, under that ethic I would make the claim that it is then a mercy killing to kill the child prior to the birthing process because it's going to die anyway. 
and taking it out, letting it suffer prior prior to dying is is more inhumane than killing it ahead of time and saving it from that, you know, however many minutes or hours of suffering that it will endure otherwise. Alrighty then. Um, shall we move on? Absolutely. Please. Headlines? Sure. Uber, Lyft, drivers, game, surge pricing at Reagan National Airport with synchronized scheme. Uh, headline, why principles matter. Uh, headline, cops raid innocent grandma's home, mistake grandpa's ashes for heroin, and arrest her. And finally, headline, uh, more Americans believe it's okay to cheat on your taxes, according to IRS poll. Uh, any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? I know you commented right. on the Uber Lyft one. Oh yeah, anywhere it's fine. All right, let's just do Uber Lyft then, since you, since you levied a comment when I posted the actual article. Uh, Uber Lyft drivers game surge pricing at Reagan National Airport with synchronized scheme. Uh, Uber and Lyft drivers at Reagan National Airport have been gaming the system every night, several times a night, by simultaneously turning off their rideshare apps for a minute or two, so that the system is tricked into thinking there are no drivers available. Thus creating a price surge. When the fare is high enough, drivers turn their apps back on and lock in higher fares, according to ABC7. It's happening in the Uber and Lyft parking lots outside Reagan National Airport. The lot fills with 120 to 150 drivers, sometimes for hours, waiting for the busy evening rush. And nearly all the drivers have one complaint. Uber doesn't pay us enough. What the company is doing is defrauding all these people by taking 35 to 40 percent, one driver told ABC7. They're taking all this money because there's no system of accountability, another unidentified driver said. Drivers are complaining that after three years of declining income, they are now fighting back by artificially manipulating the apps. Uh, all, the airport, all the airplanes we know when they land, so five minutes before, we turn all of our apps off, all of us at the same time. All of us, we turn our apps off, the, the surge, 10 12 sometimes $19, then we turn our apps on. Everyone will get the surge, said one driver. Some, someone is standing by that corner. I stand by this corner, and the other one stands at that corner, and we say, turn the app off and then go online, the driver continued, explaining how they coordinate the scam. A man running the operation alerts drivers that the time to shut down is just around the corner. Using another app, he knows the precise moment to have everyone power down, ensuring the largest surge. Hey, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. All right, go off, go off. Go, 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 go. 10, 12, 10, 12. Uh, the surge rises to $12 within seconds. The organizer watches his phone closely. It's still going up. It's still going up. It's 13. Still going up. It's still going up. It's 13. Don't go on yet. You up. Refresh it. In less than two minutes, it's over. Passengers now pay an additional $13 on their fares. When we find out what the highest surge is, that's when we say, everybody on. And that's when everybody gets paid. Uh, what we think we should be getting paid, said the man. It's like we work as a family, like a team together, like a team. We do it every night. We do it again. We drop off, come back again. It's a routine. We do it to 12 o'clock. Uh, end of the article. So you had some thoughts on this, MC, uh, based on your, your brief comment when I post the article. So go ahead. 
Oh, my, my comment was just, uh, well, if you don't like the price, uh, don't use Lyft or Uber. Um, yeah. I, di I didn't read the article. I didn't understand that, uh, that, the, that the drivers were manipulating Lyft and oh, Uber, okay. Uber. So um, I think that's funny, and I think probably Uber and Lyft will find a way to deal with that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think I think it's also funny because um, that there's another option to get tips too. Um, so if they're coordinating together to raise the price, um, I wonder if they're doing anything to you know try to get tips also. You know, make the ride better or whatever. Um, so I don't know. Lots of questions, but yeah, I mean it's it's hard. Like what aside from like making it to your destination in the time, you know, it, it, within the estimated time of arrival, like how, what more expectations do you, does a passenger have of a rideshare driver or a cab driver, right? You pick, I don't know. You like, picked me up when I asked and you dropped me off when I, when I wanted to be dropped off. <laughs> you didn't take any weird routes. Like here's a couple bucks extra. Sometimes you know? it'll be like a really nice car. Um, and I, I would appreciate that. And then sometimes it'll be like, uh, They'll have you know the charging cords available, so you can charge your phone and, and okay. They'll offer you mints or yeah, or that water I can see. Bottle of water, stuff. some candy, yeah. something like that. Snack in the so, car. Um. So yeah, um, and other, but I mean, the most important thing to me is just having a, a nice, clean car to go get to my destination, and and uh, that's that's usually the case, and I think they usually are trying to compete for for uh for tips also um but if if they can find a way where they can just uh manipulate the system um well then, <laughs> then they don't have to compete for tips they just raise the price artificially and that and that could be you know to the detriment um you know we 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 have a mutual friend who drove for both uh, don't know if he still does or not um, but he was disappointed at the lack of tips uh, that he got, like he had the bottles mm. of water, he had like granola bars available to, you know, to snack on. Mm -hmm. And then he was showing me, he's like, look at these people. These are, these are servers, bartenders, uh, hotel worker, you know, people, service industry workers. And I'm like, those sons of bitches don't tip. Like, <laughs> he got, he got to the point where he's like, I am not even going to tip. When I go to a restaurant, I am not tipping those little fuckers anymore because they don't, you know, they don't, those are the types of people that won't tip me. Uh, you know, type of, but you know, but it's not, it's not, you know, it's like I said, what, what more can you do? And if, if the drivers are artificially raising the price, um, then yeah, I would expect tips to go down even lower. Right. Cause you know, yeah, well, a, I, well, I, ex I expect that, that Lyft and Uber will, will figure out what they're doing and then find a way to stop it. Um, I, I, mathematically, I think they could come up with an algorithm that figures out what they're doing. Well, now they will because now, now the article is out and the, the right, scheme right. is out in the open. I think one of the biggest problems that these uh, companies likely run into is because everything is run on an algorithm, right? The algorithm can be gamed. And if there's no right. human monitoring human behavior, um, the algorithm's not going to pick up on, you know, the, the uh, conscious decisions uh, of a disgruntled human uh, or a group of disgruntled humans. Right, the app, the, the algorithm goes. Oh, there's nobody in the area. Oh my God! Now that surge pricing is up, there's hundreds of people in the area. See, surge pricing works. We've got them to come. We've got them to show up to the area. 
Um, and unless you have a human monitoring going like, well, that's a little bizarre. Yeah. Um, well, I also think that that maybe they could have it where uh, the, the Uber or Lyft driver sets their their minimum price. And so if they think they're worth more than that, then they can just, you know, set the price higher. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the work will go to, uh, uh, you know, the person that wants the work the most. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that goes that goes for other industries as well. Right. Yeah. If, if you think you're worth $15 of minimum wage, um, some, someone posted, right? It's like, well, just set that as your price, right? And only work at jobs that will pay you $15 or more, <laughs> right? right? Stop accepting jobs for less. If you're worth, if you're worth $15 but, minimum, don't work for but less. I, but I guess in a way that's what they're doing, but they're, they're coordinating it. So they're saying, well, well I, I think I'm worth $15. And if we all think we're worth $15, then we'll all get $15. And I and one of the things this is you know this is the, the commie side of me where I'm okay with some aspects of it. Oh uh, sure. This is a great example of non-state sponsored unionization. Right. right? They've collectively bargained in, in essence um, to get higher pay for management, right? From 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 Uber, who then has to charge their customers more. Um, but they it it requires a coordinated effort. It requires the workers to come together as a group, um, and not, you know, and not, um, was undercut each other. Right. Cause if it goes like, you know, 10, 12, and someone goes like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm in. I want to get my fare. Right. Because I know, you know, cause it, competing against 150 other drivers, right. He might not, <laughs> may not get picked up, man, you know, depending on how many people are coming out of that airport. Um, but yeah, it, you know, if, if someone starts to undercut, then everyone starts to undercut. Then once again, they're competing against each other. Um, and that's a fight to the bottom. Whereas, you know, they've come together. They've effectively unionized in that one area um, for higher wages. Effectively. So it's amazing what you can do uh, without paying union dues, right? And without having a state-enforced uh, union contract, number one. So I've, I have a lot of respect for that. Um, and you know, customers still look at the price and still have to decide whether or not they're willing to pay it. And if customers are willing to pay uh, surge pricing, um, then they will, you know, if, and, and the surge pricing has to be kept lower than that of the, you know, the regular competition of taxi cabs or shuttles or buses or, uh, you know, rent a cars or whatever. Otherwise, you know, if they, if they hold out and surge too high, uh, it's not like they're the only options around. Right. You know, there, there, there are other services available, um, that can be used for, for people leaving the airport, right. You can catch the bus, um, or whatever. So there's, there's a nice little balance. Um, and if, if unionizing effectively gets them higher wages, um, and customers are still willing to pay that price, why uh, essentially they just, they move the equilibrium, right. Otherwise, you know, people will choose alternatives or, you know, management has to pay. So I, I kind of like the article um, insofar as it, it, it highlights a non-state way to get paid what you're worth. Right on. The other thing, I'll transition into this real quick because this is, this is another thing that the, the longer and the more I think about it um, boggles my mind. Because, um, again, if, if you don't know, um, uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a regular Joe with a regular job. Um, I work part-time at a restaurant and servers uh in my mind are like an interesting breed right because they won't unionize at all and the place you know the the one place that they're uh, are attempting to it seems fruitless 
um, in their efforts. Like I have one Facebook friend who's, uh, you know, uh, too much of a commie for me to, you know, really get behind. Um, and I knew this, I'm like, man, she's, you know, I, I knew her when she was in high school. I'm like, she's going to end up in college and she's going to forget all the issues of freedom because she's going to like the most like hardcore liberal college in the world. And she's one of the organizers in DC for like, you know, restaurant server, uh, getting raises in minimum wages. I was like, well, that's nonsense. All right. It won't work. You know, you're foolishness on your part for even, you know, wasting your time down this, but you know, she's far too gone for me to have any influence. So I just hit the laugh button for every bit of nonsense um, that she posts. Now, that being said, servers are an interesting breed because they don't come together, right? They, they're, they're in an interesting position where on a slow night, they're like at the mercy of management, right? Like, you know, we had one server the other night, it was a slow night and she was like, oh man, I can't believe I'm stuck here. So it's like, I'm only going to make like 20 bucks tonight. And I was like, I wouldn't even get out of bed for 20 bucks, but I got stuck here now. I'm, Cause like, I can't, I like, they I can't go, you know, it's not worth staying, but what am I going to do? It's like, well, <laughs> why do you allow yourself to be putting that? Like, you know, aside from, you know, competition from other servers in the area, which is uh, practically non-existent here, like locally, um, in, in the city that, I, that I'm currently residing in, um, there, there's like help wanted signs up everywhere. And yet no individual server or nobody's like willing to figure this out. Servers, because of their wage structure, seem to be prime candidates for um, independent contractor positions, Right. Like you, you show up to work, you, you know, you're expecting to get paid your very, very bare minimum, um, you know, below minimum wage for showing up. Um, and then you're, you're stuck waiting for tips for the rest of the night. <coughs> Excuse me. And to me, I go like, well, if it's a slow night and you're going to be making, you know, you know, 20 bucks for, you know, a eight, eight hour shift. Why are you showing up? Why are you showing up and why are you not just leaving, right? If you're an independent contractor and you go, nope, there's not enough work for me to do today. I'll come back and do this another day. I think that would change the game entirely, right? Because then you wouldn't even be limited to serving for that particular restaurant. You wouldn't be having a job, right? Any, any restaurant in the area that is expecting a surge um, in, in clientele for the evening, could surge their rates for the evening and offer a service, you know, a higher price for them. And then servers would just like, you know, be mercenaries basically bouncing around to any, any restaurant, you know, uh, to take orders, right. And you take order, you leave a tip. If you made off, you know, if you made enough money for the night, you cash out and you go home and that's it. You know, it, it need not be like an employee job where you show up, make less than minimum wage, get all disgruntled and pissy in the back. Um, and complain it's you show up if there's nothing if there's no work to be done and no money to be made you peace out and you get out of there you go you know go down the street to the restaurant that's busy and see if they need help with anything see if they have enough clientele to, to cover that and on the slow nights right where it's not worth you know coming in um, but management still wants uh, people to be served right because you have to have servers there somewhere then they would have to raise the price to incentivize servers to come into work that day uh, just my thoughts. Uh, it, it, and, and again, it, it amazes me that um, you have this, you have this potential uh, to like 
completely restructure the way the entire industry works so that servers aren't, you know, pissy and disgruntled on snow nights and, you know, get paid what they're worth, uh, I guess, um, and aren't mad when they happen and they don't feel like stuck at work making far less than everybody else because it's a slow night and like they, they have to be there because they get paid their two fifty an hour or whatever it happens to be. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so stupid. Like, but it would take all of them, right. It would, you know, it would, it would take every, every server in the restaurant would have to go like, nah, I'm going to leave. You know, there's no, there's nothing for us to do tonight. We're just, we're out of here. Um, you know, call us when there's work to be done, basically. Call us when there's work to be done um, that we can do for a price we're willing to work for. Uh, and again, it's not like it's not like there's a line of service out the door. There's not an abundance of service staff waiting to get in. Right, the, the restaurants are having trouble hiring service, so it's it's it seems like a perfect storm to revolutionize industry, uh, this particular industry, and no one's no one's willing to to step up and do it. It's amazing. Your thoughts on my idea, MC? Um, yeah, it's. Something that could be done, yeah. Uh, could you imagine maybe, that? Maybe, servers uh, operating like strippers? Maybe servers uh, are not all that competent a lot of times. Um, it's it's strange to me that, well, maybe it's not. I don't know, depending on how much they get tipped. But maybe it's just because I live in Hawaii. But um, it doesn't seem like they try very hard to get service. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I and 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 it's and it's weird to me because it's it's a it's a it's a people job, right? Your your job is not just putting the plate down. I mean, that's that's fine for most people to receive that kind of service, um, but uh, you're interacting with people directly. And and so it, it's to me, it seems like if I was going to be doing that myself, and I was in that position anyway, that I would. I would actually care about what I was doing and how I presented myself yeah. and, and how I interacted with people. Um, and maybe it's just, like I said, maybe it's just because I'm in Hawaii and it's and most good places are, are packed and, and uh, you know, they're just trying to churn tables so they get, you know, more people through, more tips and stuff yep. that way. Um, but that's a volume thing too, right? You, you right. can get tipped a lower percentage, but if you flip more tables, you, you come out higher in the end. Right. Everyone's cr- everyone is subconsciously crunching the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's what affects yeah. the attitude. But, but it's also odd. I was having a similar conversation with a coworker last night. He's a grumpy guy. It's amazing that he's a server. And he's the one that brought it up. He's like, people say it's amazing that I'm a server because I'm such a grumpy guy. And then we're talking about another server. And I was like, yeah, the other guy is like, I w- he might be the only natural server amongst all of the front of the house crew. Mm-hmm. Like, he is, he is calm. He is personable like above and beyond type of type of service guy, but he's like the only one, right? He, he's never bitching about customers. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, they just, I got to get this for them. And I got to help them out and I got to hook them up and I got to do, you know, he's, he is like the quintessential server in this particular restaurant, but he's like the only one. Everyone else is like, ah, these motherfuckers, blah, 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 blah. It's like, why are you even here, bro? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but to, to, to kind of answer your question is why, um, why is the service down? I also think it goes back to the whole tipping issue, which, you know, um, I'm not a non tipper. I, I know I posted something on Facebook that, <laughs> uh, to, to, to illustrate a point, but I, I, I usually tip fairly well. Um, the problem at this point is because tipping is expected, um, 
as, as part of the deal, right? We get paid less because we expect, because the restaurant expects the covenant, the, the customer to um, carry the rest of the, the paycheck burden um, on their own that, you know, to, to pay for a living wage, you know, you have to tip the servers at least at this percentage. Um, it, the, it's now, you know, the, the expect, the expected tipping rate has crept up over the years. Um, and because the expectation has risen that that's the standard of what you're going to get tipped regardless of service, there's no longer, uh, an incentive to provide excellent service, right? right. You, you get paid, you get tipped, um, excellent tipped for standard service. Whereas before, um, you know, I, you know, when I, uh, when I was in high school, right, like the, the, the understood minimum tip was like 10%. It's like if, if, if they, all they did was bring you your coffee, right? Like fucking 10%, whatever. And now, uh, you know, you, you get like, you know, the hairy eyeball, if you're anything less than 15 to 20%, uh, and for excellent services, you know, closer to 25, 30 sometimes, right? Or, you know, the, the standard gratuity for a large party right? It's minimum 18% on a lot of receipts. Like we factored this in for you at 18% just because of the volume, right? So they get 18% tip for, for bare minimum service, just because of the volume of people they have to serve. Um, and I say that's nonsense, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's crept up, you know, the, the price has crept up and the services dropped over time. Um, specifically because it's become an expectation, um, not the, not the bonus as it's supposed to be. Hmm. Right Any on. other thoughts? No, I, are we running out of time? Yeah, we are. So, final thoughts. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, minds.com slash the anarchist experience. Uh, still doing the thing on Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.